Welcome back to the My Everyday Chaos podcast, a podcast for women looking for God's voice and biblical focus in the face of daily distraction. I'm your host, Alexandra Goman, and today with me on the podcast is my dear friend, Rachel Buckholtz. Welcome. Hello. (laughs) Thank you. Rachel is currently serving as a missionary in Milan, Italy, alongside her husband, John, and they have two adorable kids, Ben and Rory. And Rachel and I have been friends for over a decade. She was a bridesmaid in my wedding and, but she's been on the mission field for, oh my goodness, how many years now, Rach? Seven and a half. Oh my goodness. So she has been living as a missionary in Milan, Italy for seven and a half years. She has had quite the journey and I'm so excited that she's going to be sharing some thoughts with us today, just about what God has taught her and the things that she is continuing to learn. Um, as an expat living in Italy. And um, so, yeah, I'm going to hand it over to you, Rach. I'm so, so, so glad that you're here and that we figured out a time to do this with time difference. Exactly. I'm so glad too. I'm so glad to be here. Glad that daylight savings doesn't throw us off. Time zones don't throw us off. Um, I'm excited to be here. And I just want to start by sharing a scripture that I've read. I have no idea how many times in my life, many times, But living in Italy makes the scripture hit me a little differently emotionally. Um, So this is in Ephesians 2, and I'll read verse 11 through 22. So in Ephesians 2, verse 11, it says, Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace. He who has made the two groups one and has destroyed that barrier, the dividing wall of hostility by setting aside in his flesh, the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him, we have both access to the Father by one spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. So like I said, I've read the scripture so many times before, but after living as a foreigner for seven and a half years, it hits me differently emotionally than it used to. Um, I knew, you know, a long time ago when I first read the scripture, I knew that the Jewish people were historically the people of God that the message of faith and good news went to them first. And then not long after Jesus ascended into heaven, the message was brought to the Gentiles as well. Um, But I think something I hadn't fully considered before moving here was the emotion that a Gentile might feel being the second ones to be invited to this good news, not being in God's people initially. And then the emotion that they might feel hearing this scripture for the first time. Um, that though they didn't used to be God's people and they were 
most likely very aware, acutely aware that they did not used to be God's people, that they were outsiders, that they had not belonged to God before. There's a whole set of laws that made their lives different than the way the Jews lived. And so they were most likely very aware of this difference. Mm. But now when they hear this scripture, they now know that they can belong to God, even though they didn't. They can be God's people, even though they weren't. They can have peace because Jesus makes peace between them and God the same way that Jesus makes peace between us and God, the same way Jesus makes peace between the Jews and the Gentiles. Um, And living here in Italy, there are times when I can feel painfully aware of my foreignness. And there are a lot of wonderful things about Italy. Generally, I'm treated with respect and it's great. But every time I go to do our Italian documents, I'm reminded of being a foreigner. And it is (laughs) shocking to to Americans how many documents and how many times a year you have to do these documents. I mean, we we probably spend at least 100 hours a year working on, on documents. And you spend hours filling them out. And then you apply for your appointment and you get an appointment months later and you're waiting, walking around with an expired document and a little flimsy piece of paper that says, oh, you have an appointment, so you're allowed to stay here. But like, if you lose that paper, then (laughs) it's kind of a problem. And then you get to your appointment and you're as prepared as you can be. You have everything they ask for, 10 copies of everything. And somebody just wants to take a coffee break early. They don't want to help. And so they just say, oh, actually we want you to get this document signed in blue ink instead of black ink because black looks like the printer. So maybe you scanned it instead of having a real person sign it. So you need to go get it in blue ink instead. And you're like, what? And then they leave and go get their coffee and you just can do nothing because you're foreign. There's, you have no leg to stand on or like our American driver's licenses are not valid in Italy. They're valid in other European countries. They're not valid here. So we just bike everywhere, like to bring the kids to school, to do errands, to buy groceries, to go to church, which means my church outfits have to be church and bike friendly at the same time. And that's just to go to the doctor. Like it's, we just bike everywhere, which I guess is great for our bodies, but it's exhausting. Um, Finding a school where our kids could be understood if they expressed the need in English was really, really difficult. And was another time where I was like, wow, I just feel so trapped and foreign. Um, having when we've had church at our house in the summer, there's like 40 people in our home. It's a hundred degrees outside for church. There's no AC. So I have fans going and people ask me to turn off the fans because they're afraid that they're going to get cervicale or a colpadaria, which are diseases that only Italians can get because nobody else knows about them or gets them. But basically they're scared that they're going to get sick from the breeze of the fan and end up in the hospital. So it's a hundred degrees outside. It's the summer and they're borrowing my winter coat and my scarves. When I say, no, I will not turn off the fans. because Somebody's going to die of heat stroke. <laughs> and there's just these little, just these things, everyday things, big things, little things that just remind me of how foreign I am. And there are many things I love about Italy. It's beautiful. The food is, there's no comparison. The food is amazing. The people are warm and friendly. There's a high value placed on community and family. Relaxation is generally fairly valued, but I can still feel this barrier. I still feel this block. I can feel inhibited in in language and just in practical life. No matter what I do, 
I'm still foreign. No matter how hard I work to learn the language or to assimilate, I'm still not Italian. I'm not from here. And I feel that every day. And I, I wonder reading the scripture, if the Gentiles ever felt that with God, if they sometimes felt the like, I don't belong. I was not here in the first place. I, I came later. I've wondered if they felt that. And for me, as, as I go throughout my life as a foreigner, I have my God, I'm walking with God. I'm walking closely with my dad, my comforter. And I know that I'm not foreign to him. But the Gentiles didn't initially have that same access to God. And so I wonder if they maybe felt that same barrier, that same block, even after they first heard about Jesus. And so then I like to imagine how they would have felt reading the scripture to hear that those barriers have been removed, that that block between them and God is gone, that Jesus broke that down and made peace for them, that they are not foreign anymore. They are not strangers. They're not blocked from God anymore, that they are fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household, that they are also part of the family of God built on Jesus and being joined together. And I love to think about that and think about the emotion that they, that they might've felt in that moment. And also just reflect on myself and how grateful I am that I am not a foreigner with God. I am not a stranger with God. I might be a stranger in the country where I live. I might feel very foreign every day in my everyday life, but with God, I'm not, I'm not foreign. I am at home and I'm at peace and I'm at comfort when I'm with God and I can be with God anywhere that I go and everywhere that I go. And I think this has been an important lesson for me because when I'm in the States, it feels comfortable especially when I go back to Boston, which is where we're from, it just feels known. It feels comfortable. I don't feel foreign and strange or on the outside. And it can, I've wondered over the years, if maybe this, this whole me feeling foreign here is actually really good for my character, an important part of my walk with God, because being here reminds me that I'm not actually at home anywhere on this earth. Even when I go to Boston, I'm still foreign in Boston because my citizenship is not in the United States. Ultimately, it's not anywhere on this earth. Ultimately, ultimately my citizenship, my belonging is with God and rests in God and my comfort, my security is with God. And and that is where all that is. And so I, it's hard to be foreign, but I'm grateful that I feel that foreignness because as exhausting as it is, it reminds me that I'm always foreign on this earth. And that I can just walk closely with my God, no matter where I am. So that's my little thought. Oh my goodness, Rach, that was so helpful. Um, as you were talking, I was like totally tearing up and crying because I just think I was trying to keep it together. I know I was like, okay. Um, I think it's such a powerful, what a powerful example. I feel like that scripture, I think, you know, we read that scripture all the time, but I think the idea Mm. of really hearing your stories of feeling so foreign and so out of your comfort zone. And that, I think that reminder that, oh, wow. Like, I think we can, I don't know. I think as disciples, we can sometimes feel like second-class citizens. Like maybe there are barriers between me and God. And some people don't feel that way. I certainly can feel that way. Like, I don't know, like, (laughs) you know, we can feel like, well, surely there's more that I need to do to, to get God's ear, you know, to have him pay attention to me. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but the idea that those barriers are down, that we are, none of mm-hmm. us, you know, are second class citizens in God's family. Yeah. Um, what a, what an awesome reality. But then I also appreciate what you're saying. Of, yeah. But if we're close to God, you know, if, if he's our father, if he's, if our home is in heaven, then that means, yeah, nothing's going to be that comfortable on this earth, which, oh man, mm-hmm. that's kind of a bummer, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Just breaking the mood right on down. No, but I think it's good. Like, I mean, I think obviously there's a, the home that we feel in God's church prayerfully. I know not every, not every church home mm-hmm. makes you feel that way, but, um, but that is the hope, right. Is that the church would be a little yeah. bit closer to what heaven's meant to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But that idea of, yeah, we're not, we're not going to be comfortable. I think that's a really powerful thought. Thank you so much just for everything you shared. Um, what are some of the things that as you think about comfortability, because I think that's something your life, I, I've been lucky enough to talk with you over the last 10 years and especially the last seven about just some of the uncomfortable things. Like what are some Mm -hmm, of the things mm -hmm. that help you cling to God when life, this side of heaven, you know, feels uncomfortable? Like how do you cling to God through those moments where you're like, man, I definitely feel that difference between Mm -hmm. I'm a citizen of heaven and this is not my home. What helps you stay focused? Yeah. I think one of the biggest things that helps me stay focused is really choosing to concentrate my mind and my heart on God's compassion and mercy and grace for me. Mm. And then trying to like be filled with that and then pour that out onto other people. Because usually it's another person that's like triggering me feeling foreign. Not always. I mean, like the car thing is not another person, but it is the Italian law. So it's still annoying. Um, And just trying, yeah, just trying to be filled with compassion for myself and for others, knowing that that compassion comes, comes from God and there's another little scripture I've been, I try to have theme scriptures. That's another thing. Like love that you being here. It's, it's too big for me to be like, okay, I'm here for the next, this number of years. And this is how I'll handle it. It's more like, okay, one year at a time or six months or one week or one day at a time. So my theme scripture for the last two weeks has been Hosea 12, six, which is, but you must return to your God, maintain love and justice and wait for your God always. And in Italian, the, it doesn't, it says wait, but it says hope always in your God. Like it, it's a little hard to translate, but I like the Italian version of it because it's this picture of like, no matter what is happening around you, you return to God and like around you and return are very similar words. So it's like, instead of focusing on around, you focus on return to God and maintain love and justice, just like the simple just simply being like Jesus and then just hope and have constant hope in God. And so that's my theme scripture right now, but that will be a new theme scripture in a couple of weeks and has been a new theme scripture every, you know, every two to 52 weeks. Oh, I love that though. I think that's so important because that idea of, yeah, if we're trying to grow in something like, okay, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through, you know, whatever that type of Mm -hmm, thing, mm -hmm. having a scripture to help set our minds is, I think is paramount to doing that. So I think that, you know, as you think about, you know, your life as a missionary and, but you're, you're American, you know what it's like, you know, 
the distractions that we deal with and also just yeah. kind of yeah. how we can feel kind of um, self-involved with their own lives. <laughs> hard to, sometimes we forget that there's other, other countries and other people doing things. Uh, it's just an easy place yeah. to kind of self-consumed, you know, as you think about maybe your life back in the States before, or, you know, one day, I don't, we've talked, I don't think forever and ever and ever you're, you're going to live in Italy. Maybe who knows? God knows. Maybe Pro- probably not, but I don't know. Yes. Yeah. There's yeah. always the possibility either way. Yes. But as you think about, okay, if you were to come back, you know, how do you think you would approach your life differently given like with this in mind of like being a foreigner and a stranger, like, how do you think you might, yeah. what would, what would your advice be to Americans thinking about living that way? Yeah. Well, I guess one of the things that I would do, and I know that this, <laughs> this could be controversial politically, but I don't mean it that way. <laughs> Okay. I think one of the things I would do is like seek out other foreigners. Like now I'm the one who isn't foreign anymore, but I know how hard it is. And so seek out people who are foreign just to see if I can support them in any way. If I can provide some kind of comfort or some kind of, yeah, just anything, you know, if, if they need a family to be with for a holiday, cause it's hard to be far from family during the holidays or like, you know, Thanksgiving is not a thing in Italy. And it's always a little painful when it's just a normal Thursday here. And in the States, it's a big deal. So even asking them like, oh, what are the important holidays in your culture, your country? How can I celebrate that with you? Make that special. Um, If they're having language barrier issues, see if I can help, you know, just basically all the things that I feel, I would probably try to seek out people who might be feeling those same things and just see if I could provide support in any way. Um, I think I, even if it's not somebody who's foreign, I think I would just actively want to seek out people and situations where life is harder than it is for me and, and see how I can try to provide comfort or love or support um, whether it's like children in foster care, this is something we've actually talked about is that when we come back to the States, that might be something when, if we come back to the States, that might be something that we want to pursue is, you know, being foster parents or somehow providing some kind of support for, for children who are in difficult situations. Mm. Um, yeah, those are the biggest things for me are just seek out people who have life that's less comfortable than mine and see if I can understand, listen, help, offer compassion, you know, something like that. I love and that. then I think I would, I would also just be excited about like not having the same barriers. And so being able to just like, like you wouldn't take it being, for granted. Maybe this, yeah. Like I know this, this maybe sounds like so basic, but like the idea that like coming back to the States, I could just pray with anybody in English wow. and it, and it wouldn't be hard, you know, like here I'm, there's a lot of families in our kids school that we're reaching out to, which is so encouraging and such an answer to prayers, but a lot of them are going through really hard things. And so, so I pray with them on the phone or like just have times with the moms that, you know, are going through a divorce or a loss or something like that and just praying with them. And it means a lot to them. Um, and it's really encouraging to them, but even with that, I'm so grateful for that opportunity but also before I pray, I'm saying a silent prayer in my head of like, God, just please 
have them feel your spirit because I know that I don't like when I'm praying, it's really hard to do that in a different language. And so it's hard to like, just pour my heart out. Um, and maybe that sounds basic, but it would be so fun to be able to just like pray with anybody who needs somebody to pray with them and be able to pray in English and not have to like worry about, you know, that kind of thing. Wow. So serve and pray are the things I would do. No, I think that that's great. I think the idea of going, all right, I would see people, you know, maybe I'd see some of the forgotten people. And I think that's definitely something I can do that right now, whether or not I'm a missionary in Italy, I can see people that maybe the rest of the world doesn't see. But then also the idea of not Mm. taking little things for granted that we have, you know, I think sometimes it's so easy to see what's wrong with our lives, what's wrong with our church, (laughs) what's wrong with our, our -hmm. local church and our you know, whatever our family, whatever, but to think about not taking things for granted of, okay, but we Mm -hmm. still have some of these things in common. And, um, Mm -hmm. I think about Philippians four, you know, don't forget, like be Mm -hmm. like-minded, have the same love, you know, that idea of there's so much we have in common and, um, how can we shine that light to the world? So Thank you so much for everything you shared. This was of course. So, 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 so helpful. I'm going to be thinking about this all week, but um, thank you everyone for tuning in. Rachel, you're the best. And um, if you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you subscribe, share it with your friends and um, leave us five-star review if you can. That would be very helpful. It helps us reach more people that are looking for biblical encouragement. But um, thanks so much, everyone. Have a great week.